The following program contains material that may be disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, ba 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 Welcome to Cornell the Macabre. I'm Katie Adkins. I'm Kelly Reed, and this week we're talking about dating disasters. Oh, Disaster so states. Oh, and Angela's here with occasional <laughs> input. Yes. <laughs> um, it's our live audience, our live studio audience, Angela. <laughs> so, um, not to start it off horrifically right off the bat, but there's oh. a reason that I wanted to do this topic. No. And it is because oh, of a no. story that I heard on the radio about a Tinder date that ended so scary <laughs> that I was like, I'm going to uninstall the app. And then I did. So well, why where did you still have it? Well, no, I like I not like re- this was not recent. Whoa, this was like no, a while ago. Right no, no, no. Trying to backtrack. This was like Tinder's two years ago that I heard this story. Up. I like two years ago I heard this story. I kind of forgot about it after I like unsold the app, whatever. And then recently I was talking to Brendan about this story and I was like, Oh, I forgot about this. Um, and that's why I wanted to do it this week. Basically, what happened was this girl went on a Tinder date with this guy. He seemed nice enough. Mm-hmm. And um, she decided, oh, we'll go out for drinks after, after dinner. But on the way, she gets, like, inexplicably tired out of nowhere. <gasps> and she's like, actually, just take me home. Like, I'm really sorry. I don't mean to end the night like this. And he's like, no problem, whatever. So he takes her home. And then he walks her in. And she mm-hmm. blacks out. She gets oh, up to her God. room and blacks out. So she wakes up, she's, like, in a haze, and she can, like, barely process what's going on, but she woke up because she hears the sound of furniture moving around downstairs, and she's like, that's interesting, is there, like, someone in the house, what's going on? And it gets, it's just getting progressively louder the more she wakes up, so she decides to call the cops, which she has to, like, crawl to her phone, like, she falls out of bed and, like, army crawls to her phone that's, like, still in her clothes and at this point she's freaking out so she gets them on the phone they say that they're gonna come check everything out they get in the house she hears like rustling downstairs hears people yelling like whatever and it quiets down a little bit a cop comes upstairs and finds her and they're like okay we're gonna get you out of here the cop comes up to get her and he's like we're gonna let you downstairs we're gonna get you to hospital make sure you're all good but we're going to clean everything up first. Clean and she's it. like, clean everything up. What are you talking about? And they're just like, it's it's better that you don't see it. And she's like, well, fuck that. It's my house. I want to know what the fuck is going on. And so she goes downstairs. Yeah. This guy had moved all of her furniture to the side of the walls, laid down a plastic tarp, and had tools lined oh up. Oh, my God. Ready to use on this girl. But I guess the dosage that he gave her wasn't enough Holy or shit. what have you. It's so horrifying. he was going to kill her. Yeah, yeah he was going to torture her. Like, like dismember her. Yeah, he had like a hammer, he had a scalpel, Ooh. like he had he was going to go in on this oh, girl. Fuck. Yikes forever. Yeah. 
I know it's not a dating thing, but that did remind me about, like, do you remember the story about the girl who thought she had a rat, a rat infestation? No. And it turns out there was, like, a man. Living in her walls? No, living in and out of her basement, and he was building a cage to put her in. What the fuck? And so when she, like, called her dad to, like, come over, and he was like, just call, because she was like, Dad, I have rats. And he's like, just call the fucking exterminator. So she called the exterminator, and the exterminator called the cops, and they were like, what the fuck? And there was, like, evidence of some dude, like, coming down there and, like, occasionally living there and trying to build a cage to put her in. Okay, but anyways, I mean, of course, I expected you to ask if you've had any disastrous dates. Oh, do you? Do you? you? Are we doing that? Are we doing this? Because I honestly, personally, haven't really, but I've been a part of other people's disastrous dates. I've only had one that was, like... Only one? Really bad. Yeah, well, no, because, like, the date... Was it was a Tinder date before yeah, I uninstalled the before I uninstalled the app. It was this guy who like was pretty cute, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, he's funny. I like, mm-hmm. I'm down to meet this kid." And so he sure. buys us like the big IMAX theater tickets, and we're gonna go oh. to get dinner, and then we're gonna go to this movie, right? Sure. Except I show up for dinner, yeah. and he's not there, and he's not answering his texts. Okay, and I call, and he doesn't answer, and I'm sitting there. And I'm just like, okay, uh, am I getting stood up? Like, what the fuck is happening? And And I'm about to leave. And then I get a text saying, I am so sorry, I just woke up. Which, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you sure. knew you had a date, what the fuck? This is like eight or nine at night, maybe? And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, it's late. Well, I think we're supposed to meet up at, no, no, no. Okay, I'm getting it wrong. I think we're supposed to meet up for dinner at like seven. He's not there. I get a text probably around, like, 8, which, like, I it's dumb of me to hang out that long, but he had spent money, and I felt bad. And so he texted me. He's like, I just woke up. I'm on my way. I'm so sorry. Like, we barely – we do not have time for dinner. We're maybe going to have, like, 10 minutes before the movie, which, like, I don't, I'm not interested in getting to know somebody in a movie theater. You can't talk to them, you know? And so I just uh, – I'm discouraged by the whole thing, and I'm like, all right, fine. And then he's taking a while – so, I'm just like, I text him, <laughs> finally, finally lost my patience, and I was like, hey, this is like a really bad first impression, I think I'm just gonna dip, this is just kind of ridiculous, and he was like, I just pulled into the parking lot, <laughs> so, like, could you please say, I I understand completely, but we did already get the tickets, and, no, you know, like, all this stuff, and I'm just like, ah. Fine. You stayed? I stayed. I well, I was, never, I was never going to see him again. I already knew that. I was like, might as well get some free shit out of it. By the way, I did not, other than the movie ticket, because we went to the bar inside the theater first, and I'm, like, throwing back margaritas like I do, <laughs> and he the whole time, he's sitting there, like, yeah, I can't drink because I have a liver disease, and, like, went into detail about his disease and what exactly was going on with him. All the while, I'm just sitting there, like, drinking. Like, man, that really sucks. And I had to pay for my own drink. Because <laughs> he obviously wasn't drinking. And, uh, yeah, then we went to the movie. I left, didn't talk to him. He kept trying to text me afterwards and, like, trying to hang out with me. And I was just, like, not responding until finally he sends me a text one day saying, uh, so I'm not going to see you again, am I? And I was like, yeah, no, that's, that's not going to happen. So I guess that's kind of my disastrous day, but really it's just cringy. 
Yeah. More than anything. I So I kind of want to have, like, a separate episode in the future that's just, like, fucking just Tinder interactions. Just <laughs> yeah. awkward, weird Tinder shit. Because I, like, when I was looking up stuff, I found so many weird-ass Tinder dates. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I personally don't have any, like, horrific dates, nothing that would make a story. Yeah. Honestly, outside of, like, I showed up, it was awkward, I left. Yeah. You know? I was part of someone's OkCupid date, which what? I helped. Yeah. Actually, I'm sorry. Can you hit yeah, mute yeah. on that? I fucked up. What happened was, so my old roommate in college, this is our freshman year, she didn't have a car. She's a sweet, sweet girl. So I'm just going to call her... Jenny. Jenny. So Jenny was a good friend of mine. At the time, I didn't have many friends. It was kind of just me and her hanging out, like, every fucking day. And um, she didn't have a car, didn't have money for a car. We are both 18, and she had been talking to some dudes on OkCupid, and she found... Okay. Okay, who's this? 2010. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes more sense. I'm like... It's like way before <gasps> Tinder existed. OkCupid was kind of the only option at the time for young people, unless you wanted to go on Plenty of Fish, which I will mention one time, me and Sammy... In 2011, made Plenty of Fish accounts just to stroke her ego, because you get hundreds of messages. Oh, yeah, I bet. Dude, there was this one lady at my <laughs> old job. She was, like, easily late 40s, early 50s. This poor woman would come in almost every week with a story about a new guy that she met on Plenty of Fish. Plenty of <laughs> Fish is a wild so fucking ride. It's a wild fucking ride. You'll, you'll get messages from, like, here's a paragraph about my entire life to... A girl kind of like your butthole. Like, it is just like, what? I didn't realize this was Facebook. It is all <laughs> over the place. It's just like, what the fuck? But yeah, no, it, it just, it is what it is. Anyway, so she she meets this guy on OkCupid. They add each other on Facebook. They see that they have a lot of mutual friends. And so she goes, oh, he knows people I went to high school with. He goes to this local college that I know. He's probably a safe person. I sense danger. Here's what's up, ladies and gentlemen. Ain't no one safe on the internet. Nope. Ain't fucking no one. And you should be hitting up all of those mutual friends to save yourself from what is about to happen to this poor, poor girl. Yeah. I, if you have mutual <laughs> friends and you're talking to somebody, I feel like the first thing you do is reach out to the friend of me. Like, I mean, if you're close to them, obviously, and just yeah. be like, hey, I'm talking to this guy. I saw your friends. Is he a serial killer? Yeah, like, is he cool? Is he a fucking freak? Is yeah. he a drug dealer? Like, is he, like, is he just weird? Like, yeah. I just want to know. What is his starter Pokemon? Like, these are the questions you gotta ask your friends. These are absolutely the questions, and you all know what I learned. So, early college, back when I used to go to bars and was, like, single, I, shockingly enough, Kelly, mm -hmm. for a while I was like, I guess I'm just going to the wrong places. I used to be like, what's your starter Pokemon? And people would be like, I don't understand. Do you play Pokemon? I'm like, yeah. And they'd be like, I don't know anything. And I'm like, how, how, how do you not know anything? How do you not know? How do you not know anything? Even if you don't know shit about Pokemon, you, you know, know the three. You know the starter. You know the starters. You know the, the fucking first starters. Well, like, the four. But like. Well, if you get yellow. Yeah. Ugh. But anyways, that's not like, the point. Even just like bullshit and be like Pikachu. Like that. <laughs> There's, you can, it's so easy. Just make something up. So <laughs> even if you made up the name of a Pokemon, I'd give you that. I'd be like, oh, I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
Um, so the first red flag with this dude, at the time we lived in downtown Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so he was going to come pick her up. And I was like, I will drive you. Like, mm-hmm. I have literally nothing to do because I have no life outside of hanging out with you, girl. Like, nothing. Got I miss free. you when you're gone. I watch anime when you're gone. Like, what do I do? Nothing. <laughs> Let me get these last few minutes before so, you're gone. <laughs> so, like, if you want, I will gladly drive you so you don't get murdered. And I will hang out somewhere else. And you'll just tell me if you trust the dude and want to stay. And I'll dip. Or, like, whatever. That was great planning, by the way. That is true friendship. It is. I like to think so. Yeah. So she was like, no, no, I think it's fine. Like, I'm going to trust him. I'm like, okay, that's your choice, but I want to meet him. I was being like a helicopter mom. I was like, I want to know what the fuck's up. So Who do I kill? I go down with wrong. her to meet him. First red flag, he thinks I'm her, and we look nothing alike. She has brown eyes, blonde hair, kind of a tannish skin tone, like absolutely nothing like me. Which, I guess, listeners who haven't seen a photo of me, I'm blue-eyed, pale, with brown hair, so, yeah. So, that was fucking weird, and I had to be like, yeah, I'm not Jenny, that's... That's Jenny. This is the girl you've been talking to for two weeks. Right. You should... Uh... (laughs) Does OkCupid not have a photo? I have a shit ton of photos. Okay. You can add, like, a ton of photos on that, I think. I think you can add as many as you want. I don't really know. Okay. So, I I don't really understand hmm. how, like, and not a single, I can show you a photo of this girl later, like, not a single photo of her remotely resembles me, so I don't know what this guy was smoking. Yeah. So, she's texting me on the drive down, and she's like, oh my god, he's not taking me anywhere near us, and I'm like, what? And she goes, he says that he's gonna take me to his area, because he knows that place better, and I don't know where we're going. And I'm like, holy shit, the minute you get anywhere, give me an address. Yeah. Because fuck. So she's texting me in the car, and she's like, this guy is absolutely not what I expected. He's like... So first of all, people keep calling him trying to buy drugs. Oh, no! And he's like, I'm not a drug dealer, I swear. I don't know why all these people are calling me. They're just tripping and shit. And she's like, yeah, You could okay. ju- just be honest, because now not only are you a drug dealer, but you're also a liar. Like, the- I'm here. I hear the phone. So- it's not like you- it's a wrong number if five people are calling you asking for the same goddamn thing. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and she's like, um... Okay, so they get to a restaurant, and she texts me out there at the restaurant, because I'm, like, hyper-texting her, like, are you alive? Are you okay? Where are you? Like, back then I had a flip phone, so dropping a pin was not a thing mm-hmm. at all, which yeah. I'm sure all of Generation Z, if they even they're listen just like, to me, they're just like, what do you mean, flip like, phone? What do you mean you can't That archaic technology. Yeah, um, so I had a flip phone, so it's not like I had a fucking GPS or anything, And he apparently told her that, you know, he's bisexual, which is fine, but he would really like to have both a boyfriend and a girlfriend because he enjoys anal too much. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but at least tell me that before I go on the date so I can decide if that's something I want to be a part of. If you're looking for multiple partners... Be upfront about it. If you've been talking for (laughs) two weeks, then that's something that you should cover. Yeah, that's something that should be, like, very first conversation. Yeah. Like, by the way, this is something I want. Are you on board, even though you don't know me? Uh, So, yeah, she's already, like, I am just absolutely want nothing to do with this guy. So, it turns out 
where he takes her, his area, is not too far from where her mom lives. Mm-hmm. She goes, she goes, okay, I want to, I want to go home. And he's like, oh, I don't have enough gas to take you home. Fuck that. And she just goes, what? And he goes, yeah, I just, I just don't have the money to pay for gas to take you all the way back where I picked you up, because that's really far. Where did they go? What did he, what were they doing? Not spending money? How do you go on a date and not spend money? So he took her all the way from downtown to Alpharetta. Okay. Which to is like a 45 what? to go to dinner. With what money? You don't have gas. Oh, but wait. But wait. Because there's more to this. Okay. So it's clearly an excuse. Like, he does Obviously. have the money. So he's trying to get her to go to his place. And she goes, you know what? Actually, my mom lives around here. You can just drop me off there and I will be fine. And he goes, no, no. I just... I think it's just better if you go to my place. And she's like, no, I need you to drop you off at my mom's. And he's like, no, I don't have enough gas for that. I only have enough gas to get to my house. No, fuck you. And he forces her to go to his house. What? Yeah, he forces her to go to his house. How? By driving her. She gets in the car. Why would she get in the... Okay. All right. I know. Not judging. I know. Not judging. She this was, is some bullshit. She's a very sweet girl, and she was non-confrontational. too sweet at yeah. this time. Very non-confrontational. Very just kind of like, uh, I would have immediately okay. gone to somebody at, like, the restaurant and been like, I am unsafe. Do not let this guy near me. There's a thousand things I would have done that I texted her to do, and she wasn't. She just, yeah. It's fine. It's okay. fine. So... At this point, she texts me this, and I'm like, give me an address of literally anything. I just want to know the area you're at. Like, where are you? I will find you. I will Liam Neeson the shit. Like, I will fucking find you. I have a specific set of skills. So she's like, I'm going to wait until we get to his house, and then I'll get his address by going there. And she did. She got the street and, like, everything. She finally got the address out of him. And I guess in his mind, this was his chance to try to convince her to want to stay. So, first of all, I don't... The minute she sends me an address, I am on my way. Right. I am on that 45-minute drive to get her. She isn't texting me the whole time she's there. She's just patiently waiting for me. And so from my perspective, I finally pull up, call her and tell her I'm here. She immediately comes out the door. It was like she was standing at the door. Yeah. And this dude comes out wearing nothing but a robe. And I'm like, what happened? What Good fucking lord. Yeah, so I'm like, what the fuck? And he tries to, like, do some small talk with me. And he's super fucking weird. And he tries to be like, oh, I recognize you. I know you. And I'm like, I don't know you, dude. Like, we don't know each other. Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck right off. So she gets in my car, and I drive away, and she just unloads. She's like, I thought he was going to kill me. And I'm like, what happened? She goes, okay, so first of all, we go in and the place is disgusting. She is uncomfortable just sitting on the couch. And she's sitting on the edge of the couch and there's this cat there that looks like it's about to die at any moment. Like it needs to go to a vet. And he says he's going to slip into something more comfortable. Oh, Jesus. So he goes to his bedroom and he changes which you can guess into his robe. Yeah. And he calls her into his room and she's like, I'm good. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I want to show you something. And she's like, okay. No. Right. So she. Jenny. <laughs> Jenny, stop. <laughs> so she walks 
to his room and she's in like the door frame and he's wearing nothing but a robe and he tries to like sit down seductively but when he does it oh, flaps no! the robe flaps open and his dick flops out it's exposed and she goes oh god i did not need to see that did not want to see that. And he goes, oh, but you undressed me with your eyes. You did No, this. you undressed yourself with your goddamn hands. And then you whipped it out <laughs> unintentionally. You know, yeah, like, like, I believe that. He was, he had his, like, hand on the robe and was, like, presenting. <laughs> like, nope, nobody wants this. It's like a modified version of the naked man. I feel like if we had it our way, it would always be in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> It ain't pretty. Uh, Nobody um, wants to just... Yeah. All right. So she's like, no, I really did. He goes, yes, she does. You wanted me. You undressed me with your eyes. And is just joking about that, which just, oh, my God. Then the next thing she notices about his bedroom that freaks her the fuck out is aside from the random open condom packages everywhere on his bedside table... Who's sleeping with this guy? I feel like he did it for show. Okay. Because he's so, he's that weird. Or he puts a condom on to masturbate. Oh, no. Why? Oh, Why no. is my brain like this? Why would Everything's you do that? Terrible. I never would have thought that. That is terrible. Kelly, no. So, on his bedside table were multiple knives and a gun. <gasps> I'm gonna fucking die! Uh, he's gonna kill me. Oh, my God. Like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. And she just, like, goes right back to the couch and she's like, Katie, get here. Yeah, so that's, uh, I saved her shortly after that. I picked her up, but could you imagine, like... No! If no one was there to pick her up, I would have... There's a lot of things I would have done differently, but had I gotten there... Weapons, people. Did I tell you about the time that I ended up in California at a random stranger's house, and I didn't, like, process that I was at a stranger's house, and then when it set in, I I started grabbing all the knives in their kitchen? (laughs) Yes, you did tell me that story. (laughs) And Brennan was like, what are you doing? And you're like, we're at a stranger's house. <laughs> I was, yeah, he's like, what the fuck are you doing? We're fine. I'm like, we don't know that. <laughs> oh my Gotta gosh. have a knife, like, everywhere. I was gonna start with a bunch of, like, goofy stories, but then I came across something so wonderful that I felt that we would all be missing out if I didn't use this platform to talk about it. And that is the most obscure niche Dating sites. Buckle up! Because number one on this fucking list is diaper mates. Ah! I never would have thought to look this up. Diaper mates, guys. Oh, this for is... those adults who like to use diapers? For adults who like to be babies. <gasps> for or adults, the, weird, the, the baby people. The baby age play people. Yes! Oh my god. Do you have weird fetishes? Guess what? There's an app for that. It's a thing that exists, and it's called Diaper Mates. Like the horse people. And it's literally, their slogan is like, if you need someone to change yours, like, come here. And I'm just like, oh my god, you need to change your choices. That's what you need to change. Not your diapers. Leave them somewhere else. Okay, so we're just going to explicitly say it right now. We absolutely are kink shaming. We are kink shaming. We are this particular kink. Absolutely kink shaming. It's I'm throwing it out there. Did you ever see? I think there's a video on Vice, of course, because there's always a fucking video on Vice. There's two different ones. There was the girl who makes YouTube videos of a baby play, and her boyfriend is her daddy, and they're like, it's not sexual, but it's like, it's 100 percent sexual. It's totally sexual. Oh my god, yeah. And then there was like the horse people where they pretend to be horses. Oh, I'm getting there. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, please tell me you have that. <laughs> So, 
Yeah. Diaper, diaper mates. Uh, that's a thing that exists. And it's, it's a thing that exists. I have, I have no words. Amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> the next one is clown dating. <gasps> yes! And I love their slogan so much. It's because behind all the makeup and the red nose is a lonely heart. It's so sad. Sad clown. So for people who identify as clowns or just like to clown around, they like like the art of clowning. clowning. Yeah. I'm into that. They show up to their dates, clowned out. I wonder if, I bet there's a Lolita clown. Oh my God. No, 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 no. I meant Lolita dress style. Oh yeah. Like, and when I say Lolita, I, no, I don't, I'm not talking about Lolita the book and little girls. I'm talking about the fashion style. Yeah. You pervs. Very different. Well, kind of. They do kind of dress like baby dolls, but... Well, <laughs> it's become a more adult fashion and more popular, and honestly, there's a lot of clothes, like, if we really want to get into fashion, that's a whole other thing. That's another episode. That's another episode. Um, but I did notice when I... The very first time I ever found out what Lolita fashion was, I did see a picture of a girl wearing a dress literally made out of the comforter I had as a toddler. Well, which was like, it was pretty ornate and flowers because my family was fancy. They only let me have like colorful sheets, not are, comforter. Are you saying that your family was extra? Yes. And they, and they birthed you? How? <laughs> How could this have happened? But I was like, oh, I know that pattern. I had that on my comforter as a little kid. <laughs> well, that's fun. Um, but yeah, I don't have much to like, sh- I'm not going to shame clown dating, I think. You want to make people laugh and also get get it in, do it. Clown dating. Clown Fuck dating. yes. Um, the next one, I just love the name of so much. I'm not going to kink shame this one. The, I, the only, I'm going to preface this. The only one I'm going to kink shame is diapers because I just, I, I don't get it. Thing. I don't get oh, it. Oh my God. I totally like glazed over this. My friend <gasps> in Jacksonville, <gasps> she was... Notice, no, she was a sex worker, um, and she had a sugar daddy who enjoyed this, and he would call her up, her and her husband, to talk to him like they were his mommy and daddy, and he was in trouble for something that he did, and then he would poopy his diaper, and had to get cleaned up, and it was a thing that existed, so... That it's a thing that exists and there's an app for it. Okay. That's- so from most from okay, I like to say most, but legitimately I've only ever looked up to existing people who are known on social media for this weird diaper play thing. Mm-hmm. And of course they're two kind of hot nerdy girls who like to be in diapers. Yeah. And um they always those girls say that they well they'll only pee in it. They won't poop in it. And so the idea, I guess, yeah, I never thought about it. There probably are people out there who are like, I'm a shit in this diaper, babe, yeah. and you're going to clean it up. Yeah. Because he's Yikes. acting out against his parents. It's fucking weird, man. The, and they went over there, too. The whole thing. What I'm just happened like, to him? I got to be like, the thing is, is like, part of me wants to kink shame, and part of me wants to be like... I'm curious. What <laughs> happened? I feel really bad. Like, why? Like, what's going on? And I know you probably don't want my pity. I don't know. Maybe it's really hot, and we're just not giving it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> don't knock it till you try <laughs> don't it, Don't knock it till you try it. No. All I'm saying is, we suit up for a day. 
That girl I looked up because she was on Vice. Because um, it just, that was the first time I'd ever heard of this fetish. I was like, what the flying fuck? And I like looked her up and was like, there's no way this ain't sexual. I'm a fine blah, 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 blah. There's people online saying they made porn, but I don't know if that's true. Oh my. She said in her interview that when she, she had a really traumatic childhood and that mm. she felt like she didn't ever actually get to be a child mm. and that this was her way of being able to like get that time of her life back yeah which I guess I can kind of see but at the same time it's like but why do you want to wear a diaper though just be at five you're yeah. potty trained at five I, I understand the whole baby <laughs> voice and acting like you're a kid go for it like you want to go play on a playground do it. But, like, why you gotta wear a diaper? You just don't have to bring diapers into it. They don't belong there. Yeah. Um, so the next one is called Pounced. And it is a dating app for furries. <gasps> I'm ready for this. Yes. It's a dating app for furries who don't want to have to take off their true form with their significant other. So they can just suit up. And I mean, that's, like, a similar inter- I get that. I get that one. I, it's weird to me. But I get it. But I get it. Yeah. You know? But it's yeah. it's definitely an app. The fact that it has an app is the thing that it that, <laughs> that I think is interesting. So there's this convention I've always been curious in, but, like, terrified to go because I know people who've worked security there. And actually, you know what? Well, I don't know if I want to out them. So I'm not going to out them that they went. Someone... We know. We know. Went once and helped work a booth, and it was, uh, it wasn't a furry convention, but it was a fetish convention. And someone that comes to Atlanta, Frolicon. Oh, yeah! And, like, I've always been curious to go just to see, like, just, just, just to, like, be like a fly on the wall. Like, oh, I absolutely looked up the events and the times of this con. Yeah, no, I have as well, and I'm just kind of like, I'm just fucking fucking curious. curious. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to partake. I don't want to be part of it. I just want to, like, be like, I just want to watch you all in your natural habitat. I just want to see what's there. Yeah. Like, it's just. Maybe I will discover something that I didn't know I liked. But I also found out there they have these bracelets you can wear that let people know if you like random people groping you or if you don't want people touching you. Okay. Or, like, things like that. Like, boyers. So it's like a green light, red light thing. Yeah. And, like, apparently, like, the first thing you need to do when you get there is make a fucking bracelet and, like, do this so people can, like, visually see on you what you want and don't want. Yeah. Because it's basically, like, if you're really into strangers walking up to you and grope you, which is a thing people are in, you want to let people know that's something you're cool with. Yeah. For sure. Um, I appreciate that. We, I, we have another friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, who did this, and they, one of the things they said that I completely appreciate about this con is that consent is a huge thing there. Oh, yeah, like, I imagine. Everything, everybody has asked for permission about everything. It, I, it sounded to me like it didn't matter if you had a bracelet on or not, they still are going to ask you, are you okay with this? They probably are just because, but I feel like the bracelet helps because you have a bracelet saying, don't talk to me, then they're probably not going to approach you yeah, at all. Right. Which is what I would want. Just be like, don't talk to me. Don't, don't talk to me. Don't look at <laughs> me. I'm invisible. Like, I'm just here to look at y'all. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of want to get her on here, the girl I know who works security. She's this six foot three beautiful woman. But um, 
She told me that she's like, if you walk into any room and you see them laying down puppy pads, leave immediately. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely a thing I don't need. Now I think about it, I feel like we know a couple, we actually know a couple people we could probably interview about this convention. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Um, pounce is definitely a thing. And I also feel like there's probably a shit ton of furry apps. Oh, yeah. That I don't know about. But the fact that it does exist made me happy. Here's one that I don't, I did not think existed. And it's interesting to me. Uh, it's called awake dating. Dating while awake? Well, let me, let me just, we're going to Or you. like you woke dating. It's to help you find like-minded partners that know about the lizard people living in the moon. Yes! <laughs> I, yes! <laughs> And uh, be sure to bring your tinfoil hat with you along on these dates. Yeah, it's called Awake Dating. And it's so people who know about the lizard people that live in the moon can get together and bone. And that's... (laughs) But I am a lizard person. What about that? I mean, I feel like they'd be all about it. another fucking planet. Yeah, they would be so into this. It's also like conspiracy theorists and all this stuff and it is like a fucking dating app for that shit (laughs) you're like your life centers around finding a ufo i gotta find my honey also centering finding a ufo like i could do better with two heads let's team up yeah right it's it's pretty legit um also here's another one that i find fascinating called refrigerating yeah, so if you don't want to judge somebody by the contents of their character, you can judge them by the contents of their literal fridge. Oh my god! And you send each other pictures. Real. It's a real thing. It's called refrigerating. Lies. And you look it up, and you can take a picture of what is in your fridge. I thought I knew everything. And send it to each other. And then based off that, you decide if you want to continue seeing each other. Uh, so here's my fridge. What's your fridge look like? What's your fridge? It's your fridge. Fridge full of alcohol? I would love to see some sort of college dude take a picture of his fridge and it's like a bunch of beer and like I feel like there'd be like a little bit of cheese for some reason. The like the the Thanksgiving meal that your mom made you but from like a month ago and like the saran wrap is pulled back. Take out like hot sauce. (laughs) Cheese. The real cheese came. He heard his name. Cheese is literally rubbing up against the mic. I gotta pause for a second. Cheese, can you not scream? Angela, can you call Cheese to you? Thank you. No, like I just want to be a part of it. Yeah. So refrigerating, it's a thing I never knew existed. (laughs) I don't know if that's a kink or if it's just like if you don't eat right, I'm gonna be upset. Or if you don't eat unhealthy enough, this isn't going to work. Like, I would be like, the thing that comes to my mind is like, if somebody sent me a picture of their fridge and it was like Coke and, I don't know, takeout and, well, I don't know, I love takeout, but like, (laughs) a bunch of unhealthy shit is what I'm getting at. Like a bunch of Kool-Aid, maybe, a bunch of shit with sugar in it. Pop tarts in your fridge. Pop tarts in your fridge. It doesn't need to be in the fridge yet. It's there for some reason. Like five containers of chocolate syrup with like nothing to put chocolate syrup on. I I don't think I would want to see you anymore. I don't think I've ever seen a a fridge look like that. I actually have. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, An ex of mine. Oh my God. Yeah. That we actually dated. And maybe if I had seen his fridge first, 
it never would have happened. You know? But I was too deep in it. Nip it in the bud. You're like, fuck, I saw your fridge, but I already have been dating you for three months. Like, what fuck, do I what do I do? I guess I'm just not going to eat at your place is what it came down to. Um, also, we just had buttered noodles. That was the thing that I did because I was desperate. <laughs> for um, noodles? For, for, yep. <laughs> <laughs> for them sweet, sweet nudes. Um, them also, sweet, sweet noodles. Last one okay. that I want to mention. There are more, like, there's farmers dating, there's a uh, dated inmate, there's uh, dead people dating, which is, like... What is dead people dating? Like, morticians? It's morticians and, like, pe- okay. people who work at funeral homes and... So extreme lifestyle jobs, that makes yeah, absolute sense. That makes sense. so much sense to me. The rest of these were not that weird to me. They're just like, oh, those are just, like, niche things. Like you're a farmer. That you like have in common. Yeah. You need someone who also wants to live a farming life. Yeah, exactly. Or like Jersey boys and Jersey girls together, you know. So this last one is called Cosplay Friends Date. Did you know about this? Because I didn't know about this. There's a cosplay dating There's app? There's a cosplay dating app. Well, since no one knows about it, I'm sure not a lot of people are on it. Well, I would love to find out. Okay. I feel like I mean, I'm, I don't Wait, want to find Wait, cosplay out now, but friend like, apps? It's to find friends in cosplay? It's both. Okay. Cosplay friend app. Um, but it's, it's, it's just a place where cosplayers can meet and talk and potentially date, I guess. But it's a thing I did not know about, and I feel like it would cut, it would save a lot of people some time. There's a lot of cosplayers where it's just like, that's their fucking life, man. Yeah, dude. I one time, um... This is back in, like, fuck, like, 2014 or something. I was trying to find a roommate at one point before I found someone. And I took to uh, looking online to see if anyone had an extra room and roommate that was about my age. I was specifically looking for, like, females my age in school. And um, there was this one girl, and it seemed to be going well, and she had a room, and it was a price I could afford and all this stuff. And then she found out I was a cosplayer and then just stopped talking to me. Oh, it's too much mess. Oh, well, that makes sense. And I was just like, I remember oh. back in the day, I couldn't come over to your place without shit being all over the place. Didn't have a room for it. Yep. This is how it was. I know. But, you know, that's. So she was right. Yeah, but I told her I was going to keep it all in my room, which I would have. Mm hmm. The thing is, is I go for permission. If you tell me it's okay in the living room, I'm going to take you up on it. I'll be like, all right, you told me it's okay and I'm doing it. But if you say no, I'm going to keep it in my room. Yeah. And my room will be an absolute fucking mess. Yeah. It'll be an absolute fucking nightmare, but I'll do it. Yeah. All right. Well, that was the thing I wanted to start off with because I thought it was goofy and fun and cute. That's great. That is goofy, fun, and cute, and I like it. Yeah. Um. So I have a couple things if we wanted to trade off. I don't know. Sure. I just have, like, short little stories. I do too. And then one of my stories is a bit longer. Okay. So let's start with that one because... You want to start with the longer one? Yeah. Because I okay. would rather we have time for like the big one. Okay. Well, the first thing I was going to mention, which I would say is medium sized, would be... Okay. So you know about uh, Rodney Ayala uh, or Ayala? Sorry. I just, I just said the name fucking wrong because I read it wrong. It's A-C-A-L-A, not A-E. That's Rodney Akala. In 1978, he won the dating game. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, at the time he won, he had already been convicted for the 1968 rape of an eight-year-old girl. Did they not do any vetting? 
I guess not, because it was the 70s. I have the no... 70s belong in jail. 70s belong in jail. Do your background checks. Don't know how they did it, because it was all paperwork and no computer, but fuck. So, uh, it was just harder to do background checks back then, you know? Yeah. But anyways, so the host, Jim Lang, introduces Akala as a successful photographer who got his start when his father found him in the dark room at age of 13, fully developed. Oh, okay. Between takes, you might find him skydiving or motorcycling. All right. So at the point of the dating game, he had only been convicted for the crime of an eight-year-old, but you mean... Only. Which, yes, only. Which we both know <laughs> Thank that... Thank God it wasn't anything no crazy. One, as we both know, no one actually fucking cared about pedophilia in the 70s. Or rape. Or rape. Pedophilia or rape. Like, just rape in general. What the fuck? While he was all charm and smiles on stage, he showed a more sinister side while in the green room, apparently, so the other male contestants immediately were like, this guy's fucking weird. So these interviews were done with CNN, and one contestant said that he was quiet, but at the same time, he would just interrupt and impose when he felt like it. He was just very obnoxious and creepy. He became very unlikable and rude and imposing as though he was trying to like, intimidate. Peacock. Yeah, and he said, I wound up not only, sorry, I wound up not only not liking this guy, not wanting to be near him, he got creepier and more negative. He was a standout creepy guy in my life. So, like, the more it was visible people didn't want to be around him, the, like, weirder he got. Mm-hmm. So, um, Alcala, he won the date with the girl whose last name is Bradshaw, but she ultimately refused to go out with him. So she just, after actually meeting him, she decided she didn't want to go on the date at all. Yeah. And so uh, crime profiler Pat Brown told CNN, one wonders what that did in his mind. That is something he would not take too well. They don't understand rejection. They think that something is wrong with that girl. Oh, she played me. She played hard to get. Prosecutors say that Akala became a killer just months after his appearance on the show. So, like, well, one has to think if that somehow did something to his ego to cause him to get to that point again. But like either that, or they just didn't know he was killing before the show. Too. It's very possible because he was only convicted because because how long did it take them to find him and like figure it out? So. I don't remember when he was accused, but he was actively convicted for four murders of women in 2010. But the murders were from the 70s, like 1978, 1979. Yeah. So I don't really know what the fuck. I didn't fully look into all of that just because I kind of assumed you already knew this story. I I know, like, bits and pieces of it. I didn't want to go too, too, too deep. But, because the main thing was that, like, a fucking serial killer won the dating game show. (laughs) I, yeah, yeah, it's upsetting that a serial killer can, well, a rapist at this point, I guess, unconfirmed serial killer, can get on a dating show. Oh, well, nowadays, absolutely fucking not. We do background checks at the goddamn wazoo. Where's that dating app where you do background checks? Yeah. Let's, that's, that's a dating show that I would be on. Where background you like, checks. Your background checks where you look at their whole fucking history and then all of their friends 
and all of their family. Like a less <laughs> like a less funny version of Room Raiders. <laughs> I'm gonna look at your entire family and all of your shit in your background and never see you and then decide if I want to date you. And then by the time we meet up, we'll have nothing to talk about because I know everything about you now. It's great. Oh my god. <laughs> god I used to watch Room Raiders. That show was so fucking stupid. I love Room Raiders. Yeah, so did you see the one where, wait, sorry, real quick, this is important. Did you see the one where the parents would send their son or daughter out on dates with other people because they hated the person that they were currently dating? Yes. It was so good. Yes. And I love the episodes where they actively broke up with their boyfriend for that random person. Yes. Oh, so I, good. What was that one called? I don't remember. I used to watch all this garbage after school. I love it so much. Oh, all God. the MTV dating shows were so horribly delicious. And Next was Next. so stupid. But I remember watching that one. Fuck, what was it called? I, this is going to drive me nuts. It is going to drive me nuts. But I do. I watched the shit out of that just because it was on, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but Room Raiders was my favorite one because they would always turn on the black light and look at all the gross stains on all the dudes' beds. Correct. Parental control! Parental control! Yes! yes. I remember that show! Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, parental control is an MTV show from back in the day. People say MTV's peak was when they actually played music videos. No, it no, was when incorrect. they played... Incorrect. It was when they played garbage-ass reality dating shows. Yes. That is MTV's peak. Quality. Oh my god. And parental control was if you were actively in a relationship, but your parents fucking hate your boyfriend or girlfriend, MTV will talk to your parents, and they pick out people for you to go on dates with. Your mama picks one and your daddy picks one, and you have to go on dates with them, and then your mommy and daddy sit with your current boyfriend or girlfriend, and you all watch the dates together. You all watch them together. It's so good. I can't believe they got people who would be on that show. Well, because the whole thing was scripted. It the was... whole thing was scripted. But I gave zero fucks. I gave zero because it was so entertaining. God, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I just remember the exes who were always like, I bet you guys are eating this up right now, aren't you? Yeah, I bet you guys love it. But like when they would <laughs> choose them anyway and they're just like, I told you, babe. And then burped in their faces. <laughs> oh, I do remember that. I do! There's actually an episode where that happens! <laughs> I fucking can't! <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> so good. Bring it back. What? Where's my next season of Temptation Island? Hello. My favorite part about the last season of Temptation Island, though, was how the couple we all wait, thought... Wait, wait. Oh, okay, the, the one that I've seen. We've already seen it. Okay, We okay. literally watched it together. Okay, okay. I didn't know if you meant, like, the most recent season. I, I haven't, haven't seen, seen the most recent. Okay. The one we watched together. The couple the, we thought would break definitely up. break up. It got strong as fuck. They were fighting all the time. They were, like, at each other's throats, fucking jealous. And then literally both of them had to live with, what was it, 22 singles? 22 singles, yeah. Both of them had to live with 22 singles trying to get on their dicks or in their vag. And, like, both of them the entire time were like, I miss my boo. They were like, I don't like you. Like, I just want to hang out with my ex that I, not my ex, my current girlfriend or boyfriend who I fight with every day. Yeah. Which is fine. That's what they wanted. And I just love how, like, it was the couples who were like, we are so strong. We're together. We're together forever. And we're just doing this for 
fun who end up fucking breaking up. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much immediately. Yeah, actually. But I just I just really enjoyed that. We're like, oh, I was like, you know what? I like I like that couple that had a lot of issues like got a lot of resolve out of this. Yeah. Yeah. They like worked on it. They're like, you know what? Maybe I'm being stupid. <laughs> Maybe yeah. this is really good and I'm just judging a good thing. Sorry, let's get back to our serial killer. To be fair, they were together for eight years. They're going to fight. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> if you're together for eight years and you're not fighting, something's weird. Yeah, there's some mom. I mean, bless you, but, like, also, what are you on? Like, what are you doing? What is your fetish? That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. What else do you got for us? Oh, was that it? Well, no, I just had, like, I had that, and then I have, like, a couple short stories I oh, found okay. I didn't, on... I didn't know if that was the end of the I Akala. Thought, I thought that was the end of the Akala. Okay. The Akala. Sounds like Moncala. No, the end of uh, Rodney Akala. Okay, well, I just have some, like, short, little, terrible dating stories that I thought were really funny. So, the first one is, we met at a local pub for a few drinks, and we got chicken fingers. The conversation was terrible, but I noticed she was taking the chicken fingers, ripping them up in her hands, and putting the breading in her huge purse. So naturally, I called her out on it. She smiled and said, oh, I'm just feeding Sammy, and pulled out a fat chinchilla from her purse. She plopped the thing in the middle of the table, and it just kind of chilled out. Um, I played with it for a little bit, and then she got mad at me for playing with it and put it back in the purse. I would be so fucking happy if you brought out a chinchilla on our date. I would be I would stoked. be like, I'm coming home with this, and then I would leave. Why did she get mad for playing with it? I bet he did something that was actually really shitty, mm-hmm. and he just doesn't want to tell that part of the story. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. She got mad at me for playing with it. I'm sorry, what did you do? Like, dump it maybe in Maybe the glass? chinchilla like, liked what? him more than her. Maybe. Or maybe she wanted him to freak out, and, the fact, and maybe that was her fetish. And he wasn't into it. Maybe. And so she immediately lost interest. She's in the chinchillas. I did have a roommate one time where when she got a dog, she told me I couldn't play with her dog because her dog needed to love her more than me. Some people are weird like that. Yeah. With their pets. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> if if you're just like, oh, they like me, and they're just like, not anymore, and like, take them away. It's like some bullshit. I'm going to pause and mention, so Zach used to own chinchillas, and oh, no. they projectile pee when they're scared. They, like, up and ready and, like, squirt at you. So, like, it was a very bold move for her to do that. Why would you bring him to dinner? I don't know, but Zach absolutely... Is there a way to, like, like five feet? Zach absolutely used to own chinchillas, and that was a thing that happened. They would project all pee on me. He said they would pee, like, five feet. I don't care. I'm still going to pet that thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my God. Okay. Maybe it didn't pee, and that's what worried her. So, I have another short one if you want to just, like, Yeah, bounce let's off. just bounce off. Okay. Let's so, go. this one I got off Reddit called, uh, the girl who wrote it is Here Kitty 99 wrote, I was flirting with a guy at a club. We talked all night and finally kissed. He was awesome and really hot. Then he told me to close my eyes, and he put a silver necklace with a cross around my neck. I looked mm. at it and said, um, thanks? He smiled and said, it belonged to my first girlfriend. She died in a house fire when I was 15. Oh, no. <laughs> At a club, though. <laughs> he brought it to the club. Was he drunk? I bet. That's just a thing he does. I bet he has, like, 20 of those necklaces, and he's like, I'm going to do this, and it's going to be a great And the one that fuck. reacts the right way is my wife. Because I'm just sitting here thinking, 
In what world would you give a stranger you meet at a club a necklace, necklace. that belongs to your dead girlfriend from fair, high though, school? To be fair, drunk girls in clubs give each other shit all the fucking time. But this dude? This dude is weird. Maybe. But maybe he's just very sad. Maybe she looked like the ex. Maybe she looked like the ex. And he's just that fucking weird. Maybe. Really, this is just a really sad story, but it's all about your point of view. Okay. Um, all right, so I got an ex, and it sounds like my nightmare. Oh, no. Um, so I go on a date with a photographer. We got along okay. The conversation went well. And in the course of the date, he asked me about bad dates I'd been on. I brought up this 450-pound guy I'd been on a date with a few months ago. He asked that the guy was named Triple X. Turns out, I was on a date with his roommate. 480 pound guy? 450. I have genuinely never seen a human over 300 pounds in person. And by the way, when you hit 300, that's when theme parks reject you. 450? (sighs) Yeah. But like, also, can you imagine talking shit about someone like that? And then it's like, actually, that guy's like one of my closest friends. friends. And how fucking dare you? Yeah. Huh. It'd be like someone talking to me about, like, crazy redheads or something, and then they're talking about or you. Or talking about me specifically. Yeah. yeah. And I, like, didn't know. They're like, oh, yeah, I knew this girl. I was just like this crazy redhead. But, like, I'm, the table I have fire. done that before. I've talked <gasps> mad shit about no. someone and then realized after they're like, I'm actually that person's best friend. And then it's, like, real fucking awkward. I, one time, had someone talk shit about one of my friends to me. I was that person, and I was about to rip their fucking face off, and Mackenzie had to be like, and we're gonna go, <laughs> and, like, escort me out, because I was about to be like, who the fuck you talking about? It's my family! <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so my next one isn't really a date. It was just something I thought was kind of funny, and, like, it relates, I guess, to the furry thing. Heretic Housewife wrote... He was a budding animator who had a crush on me. As a romantic gesture to win me over, he created an anthropomorphic, sexy squirrel character based on me and drew several very detailed and graphic pin-up type pictures of it and uploaded them to his online portfolio. He was a preschool artist and the face of the character was noticeably me. He said it was how he saw me in his fantasies. Oh, no. Yes. And what's funny is in the comments, though, my favorite was in the comments a girl responded, because it's on Reddit, oh, my God, the same thing happened with me and my boyfriend. And I was like, wait, what? Like, current boyfriend? Where she was like, after they'd been dating, she found some drawings in his room of her as, of her as like, some sexy animal or something. I forgot the animal. I didn't write it down. Sorry. And she was just like, I thought it was really weird, but I also didn't know he could, like, draw that well. (laughs) So I'm, like, kind of horrified, but also pretty impressed. Like, also impressed? I feel like that would happen to me. I'd be like, uh, aw. Like, (laughs) you could draw it well. It depends on how good the photos are. But it was, was like, a sketch of her as an animal, and then her name written beside it, like, multiple times. Oh. Yeah. Yowza. Um, okay, so this is my third little... Short, story, goofy dating story. Uh, I got to know a nice gal for a few weeks before we decided to meet up for a hiking date. She mm-hmm. only wanted to communicate through email or the dating site, mm-hmm. which I thought was odd, but just went with it. Sounds like a catfish. 30 minutes into our date, I found out why. <laughs> She's married, 
And her husband is a jealous gun-collecting hunter type who she's been thinking about leaving. Oh my god. So this story just honestly cracked me the fuck up because I can only just imagine what the fuck's going on from this dude's point of view. Okay. So Tethered Craft on Reddit posted, he proposed to me on the first date, had a Mm. ring and everything. The restaurant... The restaurant was chock full of people oh to be all, oh, young love. Oh, no. Pictures In a public place? Was he pranking her? No. Pictures were taken. Obviously, I said no. no. I mean, I really didn't not. even know this guy's middle name. Oh. And he was oh. so nervous just talking to me. I was terrifying, man. I was halfway assuming he was on some kind of weird drug. A few years later, he sent me a text. He mentioned a girlfriend, which lulled me into a sense of security. Plus, I'm a pretty polite idiot. So I responded. Pointedly mentioned my boyfriend, just in case. Anyway, he said we should grab coffee while he was in town visiting family, and I agreed. He proposed again. It was a different ring. Part of me wonders if he just picks a girl once a week and gives it a shot. Wait, it has to be, it has to be like, she's secretly being filmed. She's secretly being filmed, right? It sounds like punked. I hope to God it's punked. However. That that post was made four years ago. I don't know when punked was canceled. Oh my God. Before that, but however, men are fucking YouTube wasn't canceled yet. I got a fourth one. Um. I ended up dating a guy a few times. Eventually, he asked if I'd like to see his flat, and I said yes. He so ha- she's British, yeah, or he his is his flat. Yeah, who says flat? flat? British people do. Uh, trust me. He had loads of swords and machetes on the wall. Hell, oh, okay. and decided to hold one to my throat to show me how incredibly strong they were. Ah, okay. So my next one's the long one. Okay. It's my last one and my right, long one. Let's let's finish it here. Let's close it out. Are we closing it out with a bang? We're closing it out with a bang. bang. I'm concerned. It's the one you guys. So this account was deleted, but oh no. So when the username just says deleted. Okay. When I was a freshman in college, I had just gotten out of a really toxic relationship with my high school sweetheart. And safe to say, I was letting loose, if you know what I mean. I was raised pretty much in a cult where swearing meant you go to hell. So safe to say, I was terrified of premarital sex until I recently realized it was all bullshit. I was finally grown, 18, quote-unquote grown. Grown? Yeah, it's quote-unquote grown. But daddy, I love him. You're 16. Well, she's Go eight. home. She's 18 now and could do whatever and whoever I want. I had been hanging out with this guy for a while, and he was a little odd, scrawny, but overall really nice and attentive. We were in my dorm one day, and I was honestly just bored. Uh, I turned to him and asked if he wanted to have sex. He lit up, stood up, and said, yes, that sounds lovely. Weird word to pick for that moment, but okay. He immediately tried to pick me up princess style, which I wasn't ready for, so it was super awkward and fumbly. And he, quote-unquote, whisked me away to my bed in the most milady fashion I could imagine. I swear, if he had a fedora on, he would have tipped it. Once he laid me down, he said, Before I make love to a lady, I have something I must do first. Oh, Lord. Um, okay. What is it? I must go down on her first. If you want... Okay, dude. 
He proceeded to just slap his tongue around my nether regions. I tell him that I'm good to go because I'm ready to just get this over with. We proceeded to have some of the most awkward sex of my life, and the whole time he's just staring me down. He finally finishes, and we agree to go get some food, and I hope to never bring this up again, and maybe we can continue as friends or not. Who knows? A week later, I'm telling my friend Shelby about this awkward as fuck experience when he calls me. I, of course, answer, and both me and Shelby are listening in. Because that's just how girls are. We are both yeah, like, yeah. we're going to fucking listen. That, if, you, if you call us and we're together, we are absolutely listening together. Yeah, like if it's not an established relationship and you're a fucking creep, we are listening. He sounds super frantic and out of breath and says, Catherine. Literally everyone calls me Cat. Not even my mom calls me Catherine. I hate to do this to you, but I'm leaving the country and there's a chance I may never get to see you again. I hope you don't hate me for this. I had to call you to give you one last goodbye just in case I never return. I love you. And he hangs up. Me and Shelby are like, what the fuck? So then two weeks after that, I'm doing laundry and I get another call from him. I almost don't answer, but then I'm like, what could he possibly have to say? So I answer and he goes, I want to apologize for last we spoke. Seriously, I don't know why, but the guy randomly sounds like someone who works on a renaissance festival. (laughs) I say, seriously, dude, like what the fuck's going on? He proceeds to tell me that he was adopted and that apparently he has an identical twin, but they were separated at birth and don't know each other. While he was adopted by a normal family, his twin was adopted by the government. (laughs) Was adopted by the government. You know, because the government just adopts people. The government is just like, you're a government baby now. Yeah, we just adopt you. We're your family now. His twin... Recently found out that Mike, the guy, Mm -hmm. he existed and wanted to trade places for a while to have a taste of a normal life. So when he called me to tell me he loved me, that was right before he was about to leave the country on his first mission, pretending to be his twin. So at this point, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Is this guy on crack? But I let him finish. He says that. As you do. I want to hear the rest. (laughs) As you do. Yeah. It's, like, way too interesting. It's, like, I'm invested in this story now. America is my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Who said that? Thank you, that jerk James on Twitch. (laughs) Okay, Oh, my lord. Thanks, guy. He says that, of course, the government found out they traded places, but that Mike did such a good job on his mission that they're willing to let them trade places every once in a while. It's basically a Disney movie. <laughs> it's literally, yeah, it's literally that one, uh, what is the basketball girl and like the the pageant queen? I don't remember that one. Or maybe they're both pa- maybe they're both basketball girls, but one of them's better. No, anyway, no, 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 you're thinking about the basketball one where it's two six foot tall twins. Yeah. And then you're thinking about the other movie where it was a famous girl and a poor girl who just switched places. Yeah. I That's combine what them. You're thinking of. You combine them. <laughs> Disney. And so, anyways, he said that they're willing to let them trade places every once in a while. So if he ever seems off, forgets something, 
or acts weird from time to time, it's because it's not him. It's his twin. But as much as I wish <laughs> it did, the story oh doesn't end there. I'm a vet tech and transferred to a school out of state and was gone for a few years. When I finished, I got a job with some connections I have in my hometown. I didn't know anyone anymore except Shelby. We've been BFF since childhood. So uh-huh. she invited me to a party to get out and meet new people. The minute we get there, I see Mike! The guy! And he comes across the room and hugs Shelby and introduces himself to me like they don't know each other. And I'm like, dude, what? I pull Shelby aside and go, that's the guy, the weird twin guy (laughs) who works for the government that I slept with in college. And she goes, oh, wait, that's Mike? This is his birthday party. I met him two years ago, and we're all friends with him. At this point, it's pretty clear to me I'm living in the Twilight Zone, (laughs) so I've decided I've had enough of this bullshit. I walk up to him and say, dude, what the fuck was that shit you told me about years ago? That you have a twin who works for the government, and you guys switched places? He just blankly looked at me and said, I have no idea what you're talking about, and walks away. So that's my story. Guy's nuts. I still know him. My friends still hang out with him. And I just avoid him because he's weird as fuck. Rumor among my friend group is that he has a compulsive lying problem, but who knows? (laughs) 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 There's a lot to unpack here. So, (laughs) if you were someone who was weird enough to make all of that up after a weird awkward hookup i think years later yeah i would pretend to not know what the fuck you're talking about and i, I would absolutely lie out of my teeth and be like nope don't know what nope, that was don't fuck know what that sorry no, bye who are you bye what, bye. Are you? what? No, how did you get here bye i've never met you in my life <laughs> oh uh i do have one final thing i do want to say about what? dating disasters okay um it's one that i forgot about and i can't believe we haven't brought it up before now Um, but there was somebody that I dated who was so uninteresting and also just, like, had nothing to offer whatsoever. Sure, sure. Like, literally nothing. How long did you date them for? Like, maybe a month. But he was staying in my dorm. Oh, okay. Like a leech in Orlando. (laughs) This is a college thing. He was from Jacksonville. And so one day I was like, let's go visit your friends in Jacksonville. And he was like, okay, sure, let's go. And so he packed up his things. Mm -hmm. I drove him to Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I got to leave a day early for some school stuff, but I will come back. And then I never did. What? I left him at his friend's place in Jacksonville and drove back to Orlando. No, I think it's perfect. I don't regret it. I just think it's funny. I wouldn't regret it. Because at the time, I was like, oh, this is is the logical thing to do. And then I brought it up later to somebody, and they're like, I How would can do, the same you do thing. that to a. Do, you yes. drove him to a different city and left him there. I mean, it's kind of fucked. I admit. You told me that. I was just like, damn, you just like. <laughs> that's hard. But I left him with his friends and his family lived no, there. No, no. Oh, and exactly. So you're fine. He yeah. just didn't have a car. He just didn't have a car. Did you break uh, up with him before you, doing that? No. no. No, she did not. She was like, bitch, fuck you. He was Guess like, what? I no, he thing. literally texted me and he was like, hey, are you coming back? Thing. And I was like, uh, no, it's over, bye. <laughs> I literally so didn't really, think twice about it until like have. a year ago. On that note, I feel like we should close it out. Uh, yeah, okay, so. 
so, 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 so. Let me pull it up. All right, so before we go, I just want to go ahead and thank our newest patron, Brian Hicks. Thank you so much. Brian. And also, we have a few new subscribers, Kimmy Cub, Nightcrawler, and Jolt PC. And um, you can, uh, of course, if you want to support our Patreon, you are more than welcome to. It is obviously Cardinal the Macabre <laughs> is the name of it. That's the name of our podcast. We're mm-hmm. coming out slowly but surely with some merch stuff, so I'm very, very excited about it. And um, I'm personally making almost all of it, so I hope you <laughs> like it. I learned how to sandblast. It real good. I learned how to sandblast glass for you guys, so please fucking... Subscribe ap- to this bitch. Please yes. fucking appreciate... She deserves it. Please appreciate us. Mm-hmm. And maybe me. I don't know. So <laughs> Mostly Katie. Katie specifically. Oh, thanks, guys. Yes. And um, <laughs> we have our website, which is uh, cotmpodcast.com, which has mm-hmm. all of our info on it. It has all of our episodes. We have a blog on it that goes with each episode. I'm doing my best. I'm doing this myself. She's trying it's true. I have a full-time job. She, like, handles all of it. When it comes uh, to Corner of the Macabre, she handles everything. I She's have, the MVP. I'm doing all of it. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it all out of pocket, except for our patrons and our subscribers who are helping me. Thank you guys so much. Like, literally, you have no idea how much you help us. Absolutely. Also, uh, I just had to, unfortunately, due to some complications... I had to switch out RSS feeds, and it had stuff to do with our website. Long story short, I had to re-upload our podcasts to iTunes, which means it lost any and all reviews and likes and subscriptions. I didn't know that. So pretty much, um, if you could just like, rate, subscribe to, comment on Court on the Macabre, on um, iTunes. It would really help us out so much because iTunes is the biggest platform for discovering podcasts. Of course, we're on Spotify and we're on Google Play and other, mm-hmm. you know, podcast right. apps. If we're not on an app that you listen to, let us know. I believe we're on Stitcher. If I'm trying to make sure, last time I checked, Stitcher said it used iTunes, so I don't really know. I'm trying to. <laughs> Basically, if you like us, please, please oh support us. I am once again asking for your financial support. Please, please help. Help. Just like Bernie. And um, yeah, keep it creepy, y'all. Keep it creepy. Keep it creepy. Music by freestockmusic.com. For blog posts showing visuals for each episode, you can find our blog at cotmpodcast.com. If you'd like to help support us and receive discounts and loyalty rewards, become a patron at patreon.com slash macabre. We record every episode live Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash thetigerwizard. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast app or site, please let us know and we'll fix that. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram for updates on episodes, blog posts, and special events. And don't forget, keep it creepy.